white wall fans and a shlanta to all of you. You don't know what that means? We'll get into a little bit of it. We'll get into it. So don't worry. Don't worry. That's right. If you don't know where you are, you are joining into episode 49 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Extra special having that name this week because it is St. Patty's Day week. St. Patrick's Day. It's happening on Saturday. We're, we're just two days away from it. One day, if, if, if you don't actually watch the live feed or engage or any of that kind of stuff, you're, you're probably listening to this at most a day before. So try to get on it. Try to get on it because we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some St. Patty's Day and all of the usual common sense and ranting that is Go Tell It To The Wall podcast. Uh, before I even get into it, I'm going to warn everybody. I am I'm just getting over a cold. I was uh, at death's door on like Sunday, Monday, I don't know, not really at death's door, uh, but but quite taken down by a cold, and I, I'm, I'm feeling better now, but I'm on the tail end of it, and if you're an avid listener, you can probably hear that my voice is a little bit different this week. Hopefully we don't get a bunch of good feedback, and then I have to make my, so- my throat sore every week for these episodes, uh, but it is a little different this week, so please bear with me as I'm still recovering my voice it's not fully back yet, uh, but we're going to get into it either way. I, I probably won't be able to talk at the end of this podcast. Uh, my wife will probably be happy about that, <laughs> you know, uh, but but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Just bear with me. And and if, you know, if you're like, why is this? It's, it, I'm getting over a cold. I'm still a little congested. I still got, you know, got the little sore throat and kind of losing my voice a little, but we're getting into it with episode 49, Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. All right, let's kick things off. Social plugs. Always kicking off with social plugs because y'all got to know where to find this, you know? Uh, first place to find us would be facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. I'm so sick of Facebook. I am just, I'm over Facebook. I wish I could just transfer all of the followers and everything to like different platforms, but we do keep the Facebook going despite the fact that it's just a cesspool of ridiculousness these days. So follow us there, like our page, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. More importantly than Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Just go on Twitter. You know you're following a bunch of people anyway. Go on Twitter. Follow us. Give us a follow. You know. And on top of that, you can also subscribe and watch videos on YouTube. That's right. Go to YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall, and you will find our channel. Search Go Tell to the Wall. And most importantly, what, what's going to take you to any of those things that I just mentioned, as well as additional things, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you're having trouble finding any of those things, finding the YouTube channel, whatever it is. Go to SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You have direct links for all of those platforms that I just mentioned, in addition to some other stuff that's on there, some pictures, uh, Patreon links, and all that kind of good stuff. So check us out there. Any of those platforms will work. Follow us. Engage with us. Tell us some stories. Tell us how bad it is. Tell us how great it is. You know, especially if you think it's great and you want to tell me how great it is. <laughs> that's, we don't get a lot of that. I mean, we I do from, like, you know, the, the kind of avid fans and stuff, but... When we get messages and stuff, it tends to be like, dude. And those people that are like, dude, why do you think guns are bad? Well, <laughs> podcast probably not for you in the first place, but thanks for listening. All right. Moving on. It's St. Patty's Day weekend. This coming weekend, St. Patty's Day. It's a Saturday. This is what we all train for all year with your ridiculous, you know, binge drinking and everything else. Don't binge drink. It's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. You don't want to drink too much. But we've been training for this all year. It's here on a Saturday. That's right. No work the next day. No calling in sick. You know? Or if, you know, if you're real Irish like me, you just go into work the next day hungover. Been there many times myself. Uh, but we're going to get into some St. Paddy's Day stuff. Uh, starting off with the beer this week. We're going to start off with the beer this week. And I have 
specifically for St. Paddy's Day, a Guinness, but not Guinness drought, the traditional Guinness, also referred to by my father as mother's milk. This is not the traditional Guinness drought. This is a Guinness extra stout, extra stout. I'm showing it to the Facebook live people that are out there. Uh, so it's a little different than the drought. I'd actually never had this. Interestingly enough, and I thought it was a new beer, and I did a little research, I was like, oh no, it's not new at all, I just have never had this, that's the thing, is I don't, I I don't, you don't drink, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but, like, I don't drink a ton of Guinness out of the bottle, there's a reason for that, uh, but this one, it's it's enjoyable, it's a funky stout, it is a funky stout, and it's, it. they they call it uh, characterful, characterful, I guess that's a word, characterful and bold, because it has a little bite to it for a stout, interestingly, uh, and I guess that's the extra, extra, for all you millennials out there, and you 20-somethings, this isn't the extra like you all, you know, oh, that's so extra, no, no, this is extra stout, it's a little different meaning, it's okay, it can have other meanings, it's all right, it's all right, man, can you tell, I'm, I'm like still getting over my cold here, and I'm just like, uh, but we're gonna get through it, uh, now, I bring up Guinness, because here's a little tip for all of you out there, that are probably maybe going to St. Paddy's Day parties and picking up some beer and heading over there. Get us in the bottle. Not the way to go. Not the way to go. And I know people like to debate me and they say, well, they have the widget and everything else. And it helps with the with the head. No, 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 no. Guinness should come out of a draft. Should come out of a draft poured by a bartender who knows how to pour a Guinness. Pouring a Guinness is not the same as pouring a lager. It's not. It's really not the same as pouring any other kind of beer. You got to know how to pour it. Uh, and, and you're... You're talking about the guy who has literally sent back, again, like multiple times sent back a Guinness at a bar because it was poured incorrectly, and I asked to have it poured correctly. Uh, so learn all about that. If, if you're going to be drinking Guinness this weekend, do it the correct way. Get it out of the draft, you know, and if, if you don't have access to a, to, to a draft Guinness, you know, there's other beer out there. You know, Guinness Extra Stout maybe. Check that one out. Might be good. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. it it's not my favorite, but I'm enjoying it, so check it out. You don't have to drink Irish beer for St. Paddy's Day. It's okay. You should drink Irish whiskey if you're going to drink whiskey, but don't worry about drinking Irish beer. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, just don't drink green beer. For the love of God, don't drink green beer. Irish people don't drink green beer. That's this, I don't, you know, I don't know who started that, throwing some food coloring and some Bud Light. Or, uh, no, no, you know, don't drink green beer. It's not good for you. Green beer is bad for you. Uh, but check out that one. If you do want to get a Guinness that's a little better out of the bottle than the Guinness Drought, uh, that would be the Guinness Extra Stout. And this one's easy to find. I think I got it I got it at like the grocery store the other day. Easy to find. So you should should be able to get it just about anywhere. Uh, all right. A couple more things, and then we'll move on to some social social stories, you know. Uh, Mark Marin. <coughs> Excuse me. See, I'm, I'm losing my voice. St- it's, it's still kind of there, but it's... It's not as easy to talk as usual. Uh, Mark Marin. So we got another Mark Marin sighting. And this one, I got to be honest, is probably my favorite of all of them. So let me paint a little picture for all of you out there, you wall fans, common sensors. Uh, Highland Park, California. So this past Friday, just about a week ago, uh, this past Friday, I'm walking. And uh, and I finished up all podcast work. I usually, you know, I usually got some work to do Friday morning. That's when all the pods go up and the posts go up and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so I, once I finished, I was like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk and take my daughter on a walk. We do this quite often. Um, and you know, that's why I end up running into Mark Marin all the time, you know, around town and stuff. And he's at Cafe de Leche, the coffee shop in town and, you know, see him all the time. Uh, but th- on this particular day, this, this past Friday, I decided I was going to walk the other way. For those of you familiar with Highland Park, I was going east of Figueroa. 
Um, and nothing against that side of town or anything. It's just there's not as much stuff going on. Like the, the other side of town where I kind of walk down is where I run into people. There's restaurants and bars and, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, you know, it's just, it, I don't even want to say hipper. It's just there's more stuff to do. So, you, you, you know, there's more people hanging out there. Whereas the other side is not a lot of people hanging out. There's a nice big park, which is just filled with homeless people. You know, nothing, you know, I, I feel for them, nothing against them. But, you know, you, you don't expect to run into a lot of people. So I'm, I'm walking that way because I want to go get myself some Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. We, we are fans of Jack in the Box at Go Tells the Wall Podcast simply for the fact that they embrace stoners and, and stoners eating fast food. Yes, yes, I know. We've talked about this previously. If you're not familiar with it, go go back and, and re-listen to some episodes. So I'm walking, and I even I left the house. I always leave the house with hashtag common sense stickers just about anywhere I go. I leave the house with them, especially if I'm walking. You know, I'm like, oh, if I run into someone, here's a sticker. You know, giving out many stickers that way. And... On that particular day, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to bring any stickers. I'm, I'm probably not going to run into anyone. I'm just going to go over here. We'll, you know, we'll get a little walk-in. I'll pick up some food, head on home. So I go walking, you know, and I hit Jack in the Box, get my food. I'm walking back. And Figueroa, for those of you that aren't from Los Angeles or Southern California or familiar with it, it's a big road. It's a main road, you know, so we're not talking like I'm crossing a, a residential street here. Big road, you know, so I wait for the cross signal, uh, and it, you know, turns to walk, and I look up, and sure enough... Like, three cars come speeding through. They're like, nope, I'm going to go through before. And granted, they weren't close to hitting me or anything. I'm still kind of, I'm on the other side, you know. But I'm looking up, and I'm like, man, these cars, you know, have there's pedestrians in the intersection, you know. There's pedestrians in the intersection. Just wait before you make that right turn on red. Wait. Three cars come flying. And I'm just, you know, I'm not yelling at them, but I'm like, man, of course, cars flying through. Like, come on. I'm pushing a stroller here. You know, I'm not saying it to them. I'm saying it to myself. Uh, and as I'm walking through the intersection, large intersection, I look up and a car stops. Before I even get close to that side, a car stops. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody that's courteous and nice. And they're not f trying to fly through the intersection while I'm walking through with my daughter pushing a stroller. So I look up, sure enough, Toyota Camry. Look at the driver, Mark Marin, who stopped at the light to let me go to make sure I got through before he's trying to fly through a right turn on a red light. Mark Marin. So, of course... I look up and I give him a wave. I'm like, hey, you know, thanks for stopping. And hey, Mark, I know you're seeing me around town all the time, the bearded guy pushing a stroller around. <laughs> so it's kind of twofold because I thought it was hilarious. I was like, Mark Marin, courteous, nice individual. Like, just it, that was just speaks to it. And I've heard great things. I mean, he is, he, you know, he's, he's a, I don't want to say, I've heard people describe him as a bit of a bulldog. You know, I mean, he, you know, he gets, he gets a little fired up, but clearly a nice guy. And then on top of that, I'm, I'm hoping. That he saw me walking, because I, I know he's seen me walking so many times, because we live in the same neighborhood, same general area, for now, until he fully moves, and we'll still be in the same kind of neighborhood, not far, uh, but I'm hoping that he saw me, and he's just kind of, not freaking out, but just like, why am I seeing this guy with a beard pushing a stroller all the time? So I'm hoping that's happening. But another Mark Marin sighting, really when I just wasn't even anticipating running into <laughs> to anyone, you know, other than some homeless people coming out of the park to ask me for some spare change or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, Mark Marin Again, another Mark Marin sighting. Uh, all right, before we get into some social, I got two more things. Uh, for those of you only listening, this is completely inconsequential to you. For those of you watching at home, <laughs> watching at home, on the live feed, or if you're watching this on YouTube after we post the live feeds up there, you'll notice I'm decked out in green. It's St. Paddy's Day. We're going to, you know, I'm getting in the spirit here. I've got my green t-shirt, got my green 
uh, Red Sox hat on. Uh, the Red Sox will be wearing this specific hat on Saturday. They wear this hat every year on St. Patty's Day at spring training. Uh, so, you know, little bit, getting a little fired up for the baseball season as well as uh, as getting fired up for St. Patty's Day. I'll be stuffing myself with uh, with corned beef and cabbage and uh, and lots and lots of whiskey on Saturday. That's how I tend to spend my St. Patty's Days. I do that at home. And that's the great thing. I never even have to worry about a designated driver because I spend my St. Patty's Days at home. I have friends over, you know, and do that thing. Hopefully my voice will be back by then. I'm, I'm hoping like another day, day and a half of uh, letting the voice rest. Of course, here I am. I'm doing, you know, an hour of Go Tell It's a Wall podcast. So I'm not holding out hope for that. Uh, but uh, but hopefully my voice will be back by Saturday and, uh, and I'll be able to have a good time. The good thing, that, that's the thing is, you know, and everyone's had this. Like I'm feeling better. Like I'm not quite 100% I'm feeling better. But it's just that like lingering like, ugh, I can feel. It's taken a little more energy to actually talk than usual, which seems crazy. Those of you that are avid listeners or know me personally, yeah, it takes a lot to get me to shut up. It does. That's just how it is. It takes a lot to get me to shut up. Uh, all right, one more thing I want to mention. I want to tease this a little bit. I want to tease this a little bit. I spent a good amount of the day yesterday out adventuring with a good friend of mine good f- and a big fan of the podcast, Justin Garrett. Uh, we went out and we did a little, little beer drinking expedition. A little beer drinking expedition. So I picked up a... a bunch of cool craft beers, some that I'd never even heard of. So we're going to get some new beer reviews up here soon. Um, soon. I got like, we are so backed up on the beer reviews. I got a bunch shot. I got a bunch edited and it's just like trying to get them all up, but we're going to throw more of those in the queue there. Uh, but the, the reason I bring this up is because we ended our, our, our little half day of, of kind of beer tasting and such uh, at a little place in Van Nuys, California. That's in San Fernando Valley, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, and it's a little brewery called McLeod Ale Brewing Company. McLeod Ale. Brewing Company, and this is definitely one of my new favorite breweries in the Los Angeles area. Uh, I'm trying not to talk about them too much because it's an it's a it's an English beer <laughs> brewing company with a Scottish name, and it's St. Patty's Day this weekend. You know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but we just we're trying to keep you know it's a, it's a weird thing. But I am bringing them up because we are gonna t- I'm gonna talk about them on the next episode, episode 50. I'm gonna give you a little more info on that, and we do have a beer review coming. As soon as I get it shot, edited, and actually posted and throw it in that queue that I was just talking about uh, for, for some of the McLeod Ale brewing uh, uh, beers. So look forward to that, Wall fans. Look forward to that. And, of course, again, if you don't know where to find our beer reviews, go to YouTube. Search Go Tell Us Wall, and you're going to find all of our beer reviews as well as all of our live feeds that get posted up there and all that good stuff. So check us out. little teaser. Look forward to it. McLeod Ale Brewing Company. We'll be talking about it next week, next episode. Oh, man. All right, let's get into some social, a little bit of social, social, social media, social platforms, all that stuff. Not social consciousness on this one. I, I would, I like to think everything's a little, a little bit socially conscious when it comes to Go Tell Us a Wall podcast because social consciousness is just common sense. Common sense. Hashtag common sense. <laughs> Throw the hashtag in there. I feel like a twenty-something hipster. Hashtag common sense. That's the way the world works these days. All right, let's get into it. Social. Twitter. We got some Twitter news. Oh, do we have some Twitter news? So as Twitter continues to to kind of clean things up and 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 stick to their their newish guidelines, uh, one thing they did this past week was they suspended a bunch of accounts uh, that were responsible for something called tweet decking. Tweet decking. If you haven't heard of this, tweet decking. It's it, it's kind of far reaching, uh, but essentially it boils down to 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 automated systems that are able to 
just constantly retweet stuff. Just retweet, 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 retweet. And then that pulls in followers, and a lot of times, as we saw recently, you could end up pulling in fake followers and that kind of stuff. So Twitter is really, really cracking down on this. In fact, they suspended some accounts that had as many, like, up to millions of followers, like some of them thousands, some of them even millions of followers, which just, it's crazy to me um, that, that it, I don't, I don't want to say it's crazy that pe these people have millions of followers, but I, it, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised is what I should say, because I, you've kind of seen this coming. You see some of these Twitter accounts, you know, that are beefed up and it's like, wh what are you doing that's even get, getting people to follow you, you know? And clearly, people are using bots, and they're doing this tweet decking and everything else to then just constantly bombard everyone with tweets, you know? This is, Twitter is supposed to be like a social networking platform. No one wants to be talking to bots. No one wants to be just m seeing mass retweets of everything. Uh, so good on you, Twitter, uh, for, for cleaning this up and continuing to clean it up a bit. Um, and like I said, it's... It, it's so obvious at times. It's it's a challenge, I imagine, for Twitter to maintain this because we're talking millions and millions and millions of users. I'm probably exaggerating that, but millions of users for sure, and and they have to maintain all that. But you know, for us on the kind of ground level, we can see like, okay, well, this kid in Idaho, you know, and I'm exaggerating. It's not a kid in Idaho, but this company in Idaho has has a million followers, and and they make bicycle wheels. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder how they got that going. Yeah, I promise all of you out there, wall fans and common sensors, we do not do any of the tweet decking. Everyone is a genuine, genuine follower on Twitter, as far as I know. As far as I know. Maybe there's some Russian bots following us. I, I wouldn't be surprised at that. You never know. They're all over the place, those Russian bots. Man, I, I am not used to recording, and it, it's very rare. I've probably recorded like three episodes in... in uh, while wearing a, a, a baseball hat, you know, always wearing a beanies, like that's where I'm coming in. And I keep bumping into the goddamn microphone here. The microphone's probably going to fall. It's not going to fall off. I'm exaggerating. Uh, getting used to it. Losing my voice, hats, knocking things everywhere. Oh, banner episode, wall fans. Banner episode. All right, moving on. Oh, this is my favorite story of the week. By far my favorite story of the week. This was actually it was picked up by a lot of outlets, and I put this one in social because it really blew up because of social media. Uh, so now the Northeast has been getting some weather, like just socked, like one storm, another storm, another storm. Uh, and about a week ago, let's say within the past week, there was an instance uh, where a man dressed in drag as Elsa. If you're not familiar with Elsa, she is the main character on the movie Frozen. If you have kids at home, you are very well aware of Elsa. You probably want to strangle her. <laughs> Not really, but you want to because you've heard Let It Go literally a billion times. But anyway, this guy dressed as Elsa, drag queen dressed as Elsa, saw uh, a Boston PD wagon. PD wagon, this is, they're not called a paddy wagon. That is very insensitive. I bring that up to many people. I'm allowed to say it. You're not, unless you're very Irish and, you know, you have a name like Sean Morgan. Then maybe you can say it, but... A Boston Police Department wagon was stuck in the snow as this big snow as this big snowstorm's rolling in. So there's video of this drag queen running out of a bar and helping to push the Boston Police wagon out of the snow where it was completely stuck. Its tires were stuck. And so there's this fantastic video floating around the internet of Elsa pushing a police Boston Police wagon out of the snow. And uh, really, this is the hero we all need right now. 
I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. A lot of stuff going on in the world. Go Tell It to the Wall is a huge, huge proponent of gun reform. I, I realize that, that, that there's a lot of stuff going on. But this is something we really needed within our world. Really need this in the world is, is a drag queen helping the Boston PD out and pushing them out of some snow. Fantastic. So we'll try to post this one on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, on the Facebook page and on the Twitter and everything else. Oh, all right. Like I said, Elsa, that's the hero we all need. In fact, I just, I'm enjoy- I was, en- I enjoyed the video so much. It got me thinking maybe go tell to wall podcast needs a new logo. Elsa pushing out a Boston PD vehicle, double, double whammy for me because I'm a big Boston sports fan myself. So that was awesome seeing that as well. Uh, Facebook live for those of you that are watching, I teased it at the top of the live feed and the thing's cutting out on me. It's cutting out. So we're going to, I'm going to try, hopefully it stays on there. If it doesn't, I apologize. Just, uh, you should be subscribed anyway. All right, moving along. Oh, so this one I found interesting. Wired put out an article, and I'm not going to get into all of the details here, kind of the, the fine, minute details on this, but it's interesting because, as you know, social media has really infected our world. And I, I don't necessarily mean infected in a bad way. I mean, it can be a bad thing, can be a good thing, but it's really just infected our world, really, the, you know, the entire world. Our whole society is just enthralled by social media, and everyone's connected with everything and all, you know, everyone's on something, and, you know, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, you know, uh, Snap, we're going to talk some Snapchat shortly. Oh, boy, Snapchat. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but it, it's there, and everyone's connected in a certain way. And the interesting thing is if you've ever tried to deactivate or, or delete your Facebook account, you might have found out that it's not that easy to do. It's really not that easy to do. Um, and this article that I found from Wired, which we're actually going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and post it in case you are interested in doing this, talks about the ridiculous process that goes into actually deleting your account. Facebook, for example, and just, just to give you an example off the top, they make it extremely difficult. In fact, they hide the button to do it. And not only do they hide it, but they don't call it Deleting your account, it's listed as let us know on Facebook if you go to help. It's listed as let us know on Facebook instead of delete your account or deactivate your account. And that's the other thing is deactivation versus deletion. You know you can go on and deactivate your Facebook account, but it still exists. And then as soon as you log back in, it's going to all pop back up there. And in fact, even if you do manage to get through to this let us know link and click that, if it gives you a few days, in fact, those few days, if you log back into your Facebook account, you got to restart that whole deletion process. Now, I'm not saying we all need to go out there and delete our Facebook accounts, our Twitters, and everything else. Twitters, Twitters, our Twitter accounts. But it's interesting how not only has this completely enthralled our society, but these companies have made it very difficult to really even remove your footprint. And you know that Facebook, even when you delete the account, they've still got your information somewhere on a server. It's still there. Thing is, we're, we're just in it now. We're just in it. It happened again earlier. My wife was, uh, we were talking to my wife about something. I can't even remember what it was. Something, you know, I, something. And she was like, oh, we should do this, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to pick up her phone like two minutes later. And she's and like, first site she goes to had an ad for whatever it was we were talking about. And it's not like we were talking about, we should eat pizza. And like, there's a pizza ad. No, it was like something really... I can't remember, but it was something not intricate, but more detailed than just like, let's get pizza. And there, it was clearly the phone had heard us talking about that. And that's just the world we live in now. 
Unfortunately, it's the world we live in. Uh, now, I, I don't get freaked out about it as much as other people do. I see that stuff and it's like, well, it's creepy, but at the same time, eh, you know, it's that same thing where everyone's like, oh, the NSA is spying on you. It's like, really? Are they going to spy? Like, what are they spying on? They're spying on, like, I eat junk food. You know, they're seeing me talking to a wall. I'm, I'm broadcasting this anyway. <laughs> you know, so I understand the need for privacy. It's just for me personally, it's like, well, I, I ain't so I ain't so worried. What are they going? I'm not doing anything. Come on now. Come on. Oh, but it is interesting. We'll go ahead and post that one in case you are interested in trying to figure out how to delete your account, deactivate your account, do whatever the heck else you might need to, you know, do. Remove your digital footprint. Oh, Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat. I always joke. Go tell it to Wall Podcast. And me personally, not on Snapchat. Never have been. Just no interest in it. Not something we'll ever do. We'll probably never put the podcast on Snapchat. We we'll definitely never will at this point. Uh, so Snapchat. Put out a little, I guess, a, a snap. Is that what they call them? A chat? A snap? A snap? I don't know. Whatever they call it. Story or something. Whatever the kids call the snap. Snapping. Chatting. These days. So they put out a little meme story uh, poll. Actually, I guess you could say. Uh, and apparently there is a, uh, a company or a user called Would You Rather. And this is the old like the old game that you used to play. Would you rather, you know, would you rather blah, blah, blah or blah, blah, blah. You know, would you rather uh, sleep with Angelica Houston or sleep with Meryl Streep? You know, I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my head, okay, you know, out of my ass, I guess. Uh, but what they did was they put up a little poll here asking people, would you rather? And then they had a picture of. Rihanna and a picture of Chris Brown and it said would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown think about that for a second wall fans making light of domestic violence if you're not familiar with that story Chris Brown uh, actually got in trouble years ago when he was dating Rihanna and he actually beat her up pretty good like very just graphic domestic violence the stories that were coming out after that and so Snapchat makes light of that and makes a joke out of domestic violence. Absolute joke. And I got to say, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And of course, Rihanna called him out on it. Rightfully so. I mean, everyone should have been calling them out on it. Rightfully so. And of course, Snapchat comes out with an apology. You know, so we always joke about this on Go Tell It's a Wall podcast. Like when Logan Ryan, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're sorry because everyone got mad. So Snapchat, you knew what you were doing. You had time to think this through. You put together a graphic and then posted it on Snapchat. This wasn't a, a snap, <laughs> snap decision. Not a snap decision by Snapchat. This was clearly thought out and planned out. Clearly, they have someone with remote intelligence. work. Somebody working at Snapchat with remote intelligence that should have been like, hey, this isn't a good idea. But no, they apologized. And you can't just apologize after the fact. And think it's okay. Because it doesn't work like that. I'm so sick of the apologizing. It doesn't work like that. You should have been smart enough not to do that in the first place. We're not talking about someone using an insensitive term because they're not realizing that that can be a derogatory term. We're talking about an entire company that put this out, that supported this, and then came and apologized and said, oh, we're so sorry, we shouldn't have done that. Well, if you shouldn't have done it, then don't do it. So sick of these, these social media users and, and platforms just issuing apologies. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, does it really work that way? You know, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're, you're making light of domestic violence. Oh, it's okay. You apologize. Oh, you apologize. We're, oh, we're good now. No, do better. 
Do better, Snapchat. Do better. We will never be using you at this point. <laughs> we probably never were anyway. Uh, but now we have a reason. We're going to take a stand. Go Tell It to Wall podcast will not be on Snapchat. Oh, oh my voice. It's still, oh, we'll see if we make it the entire, uh, the entire episode here. I just keep sucking down my Guinness Extra Stout. Hopefully that'll help. But uh, slowly going. I can feel it leaving me. All right, one more thing on social, and I don't want to give this much airtime. Jake Paul. Don't even go look it up. But I realized today, because another story came out, Jake Paul, this is Logan Paul's brother. You know, Jake Paul. I don't even want to get into the stories, but I want to tell all of you out there, all of you wall fans, all of you common sensors, that common sense dictates that we don't feed the douchebags. We don't feed them. So we're going to stop feeding the douchebags. We're going to call douchebags out when we have to, because you got to do that sometimes. We're going to stop feeding guys like this. We're going to stop feeding the brothers that shouldn't be named. You know? We're just That's enough of that. That's enough of that. If you are interested, go look it up. But let's just stop even giving them airtime. Stop giving them news stories. Stop giving them blogs and articles. Anyone. Anyone. Not just Jake Paul. All of them. They're doing inappropriate stuff out there. Because there's plenty of other social media you know, influencers and, 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 uh, and content creators that are doing things for good. And still quality material. Let's support them instead. All right, let's get into a little TV, film, books. TV, film, and books. Uh, now, I didn't get into this a lot. Uh, but yesterday, was it yesterday? I think it was, yes. Uh, March 14th was, was the National Walkout. Where all students were walking out of their school. Uh, we're going to talk about this much more as we approach... Uh, April 20th, which is like the big day that we've talked about on the podcast. So we're going to get into more of that later down the road. But I do want to bring up one thing that happened yesterday from Viacom. If you're not familiar with Viacom, uh, they're a company that own uh, many television channels. Uh, They own MTV, Nickelodeon, uh, uh, like VH1. They own a bunch of TV networks. So what they did yesterday for the national walkout, what they did was for 17 minutes, 17 minutes during the walkout, they removed all of the, they let all of their channels just not go dark, but they put a message up and for 17 minutes aired nothing on all of their channels at the same time, nationally, 17 minutes, representing the 17 minutes of, of, uh, of silence that all the students were doing for the 17 victims of Parkland. And I thought that was fantastic. Thought that was fantastic. So good on you, Viacom. And we need more of this because this was a big stand. This was a big stand for a big company to take a stand, and they probably did lose some money. Because 17 minutes, there, there's definitely at 17 minutes on a cable channel like that, there's ad revenue that's lost, 100%. 17 minutes, if you're talking five, maybe 10, even 10, 17 minutes, ad revenue is lost in that time period. It's, it's lost. You know, if you're not familiar with the, it's, you know, basically commercials aren't airing, and that's how television channels and, and these larger telecommunications companies uh, make their money is through advertising. That's The majority of it is through advertising. So that is lost ad revenue right there. And Viacom said, you know what? This is more important. We're going to take a stand. And they did. And they did. And don't even get me, you know, I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to say one thing. We're still on TV, film, and books. Because today, and probably yesterday, this thing came up, and it, they were like, it, it's, it's, so the hashtag was walkout, national school walkout, and so people were trying to push this thing called walk up, 
walk up. And they were encouraging students to go talk to other students instead of walking out of class, talking to other students. And the interesting thing is, uh, as I was kind of combing through some social media and stuff, a lot of the people that I was seeing post this kind of stuff are the same people that like to throw around the term snowflake and triggered, which we've talked about on this podcast. You can't throw that term around. They like to throw those terms around. You're so sensitive. You're going to get your feelings hurt. And now you're telling kids they need to go talk to another kid? As you should. That's a great message. However, the thing is they're diminishing the walkout. They're diminishing the walkout and saying, no, have compassion instead. We've been trying to have compassion forever. Progressive people like myself, like most of California, have been trying to have compassion for a very, very long time. So don't, don't lecture me on this walk up, hashtag walk up. Get a fucking life. Look at yourself in the mirror and wonder why you're pushing that. Ask yourself why you're pushing that. Why you're pushing back on students who are standing up because they don't want to be killed in their classroom. Ask yourself that. That's what I say to you if you're thinking, walk up. Get out of here. Get out of here. Inappropriate. Absolutely inappropriate. All right. Now we get a little rant in there. A little rant in there. Hmm. And that's all. Uh, still, it's good on you, Viacom. It's just, I get, ugh, ugh. It really is sickening seeing that. I'm also seeing stuff like, don't, you know, kids are ignorant and they're just walking out of class. No, no. They saw 17 kids were killed in Parkland. They saw that. I mean, they weren't there on the ground witnessing it, but they saw the news. So don't, don't lecture me on, well, they don't know anything about gun laws. It doesn't matter. They're walking out of school and they're protesting because they don't want to be killed. Doesn't matter how educated you are on a gun. That's the other one, too. The NRA keeps coming out and they're like, you don't even know what, a, what an automatic weapon is, what an assault rifle is. Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter what it is. Nobody needs that, uh, that assault rifle, semi-automatic, automatic, whatever the F it is. No one needs that. Nobody. I've had multiple conversations over the past week with people who are just amazed by the power of certain things like a shotgun or even a 45 millimeter handgun. Don't even get me started on an AR-15 compared to a 45 millimeter handgun. There's a big difference. But all these gun-toting assholes, I gotta have my AR-15. Get out of here. Get out of here. And don't give me that. They're not educated. They're educated enough to know that they don't want to be shot in their classroom. We've been having this conversation since I was in high school. That's how we, since well before that. But Columbine happened while I was in high school. I've been out of high school for a very long time. Very long time, wall fans. Oh, let's move on. Let's move on to another jerk of the week. Oh, those were that was a bunch of jerks of the week. Oh man. Here's the thing. So American Idol came back. Yeah. That stupid thing came back. And I kept seeing commercials and I was just like, of course ABC's like, oh, we gotta get this thing back on the air. Cause nobody wanted it three years ago. So clearly we need to bring it back now because there's demand. Come on. American Idol, whatever. And no, you know, if you enjoy American Idol, that's fine. Enjoy it. I, j I joke because I really just, I don't like American Idol. I think it's boring as hell. Like, it's just like, really, I got to do this. And, you know, and when you've heard of the inner workings, like I have, I've talked to people who have actually gone and auditioned and stuff, you know, all that funny stuff. They, they're literally pandering to the crowd and to the cameras. Like they, they're like, oh, this guy sucks. Get him in there. Like this happens. That's how, that's how those, those terrible singers get through. Anyway, so American Idol's back. They have some new hosts now, ho or hosts, hosts, uh, judges. They have the same old host, Ryan Seacrest. Poor guy, career might be over. That was sarcastic for those of you that didn't realize. 
Uh, but they have some new judges. And one of those judges is Katy Perry. Katy Perry, you know, of I Kissed a Girl fame. Katy Perry, uh, who we've actually talked about on this podcast, who dealt with uh, some mental health issues recently. And, and we came out in support of that. Uh, however, Katy Perry decided to do something that just takes us so far to the other end of the spectrum. And apparently this aired Sunday. I don't watch American Idol, but apparently this aired on Sunday. They had uh, a young man, 20-year-old young man, who came in to audition. Uh, and he's very conservative and most likely Christian, I, you know, or, or I imagine he is religious in, in some way. Because uh, at 20 years old, he had actually never kissed a girl. Never kissed a girl. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, teenage boys making, you know, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. That's his choice, his prerogative, whatever. Now, apparently there was a back and forth while he was doing his audition. And Katy Perry called him over and said, give me a kiss. And he kissed her on the cheek. And then she said, no, 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 that doesn't work. And he goes to kiss her on the cheek again. And this is the old, like, funny thing that you see in movies. Funny, but not funny when it's actually happening. She turns her head and makes him kiss her on the lips. 20-year-old, never been kissed before, basically forces him into a kiss. And he did come out afterward and say, I didn't enjoy it. I have never, never had my first kiss. And I say to him, you can still have your first kiss. Just because Katy Perry grabs you and, and tricks you into give, don't let that get you down. But the thing that really gets me about this one is the double standard. Now, some people have come out and talked about it, but can you imagine... Uh, I believe Lionel Richie is one of the other judges. Can you imagine if Lionel Richie did that to a female contestant? Can you imagine how much that would have blown up Monday morning? Everyone would have been calling for Lionel Richie's head. And with this, some people are calling for Katy Perry to, like, calling her out on it. But not enough. Not enough. And this is a double standard. Think about it. It is an absolute double standard. And I will tell you one thing. There was an update that came from this, this contestant because uh, he did an uh, interview with the New York Times, and he clarified some things. And he did come out and say, uh, you know, let me give you this direct quote because I want everyone to think about this and let it sink in. Think about this in relation to sexual harassment. This is direct quote, and I quote, I do not think I was sexually harassed by Katy Perry, and I am thankful for the judge's comments and critique. I was uncomfortable in a sense of how I have never been kissed before and was not expecting it. Unquote. I, I, like, I just never, I've never been kissed before and I was not expecting it. If a female was saying this about a male, everyone would be up in arms. And I'm going to tell you, Katy Perry, you need to do better and you need to not sexually harass the contestants on there. I mean, it's almost worse than Paula Abdul. I don't think Paula Abdul ever did any, anything like that. And between you and all of you wall fans and me, uh, Paula Abdul, I've seen her get a little frisky. And even she didn't do that. Come on, Katy Perry. Maybe we need to get the sharks in there so they can cut her off before she goes molesting another contestant. If you don't know what the sharks are, watch Super Bowl halftime show from a couple of years ago, Left Shark or whatever. Uh, one more thing I want to talk, TV, film, and books. We're all over the place today, and that's okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm still getting over this cold. My voice is only half here. We're all over the place. It's all right. We kind of we need to we need to lower the bar before we get to episode 50. It's a bit of a banner episode, so we're lowering the bar a little here. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, but one more thing on TV, film, and books. I do want to talk about 
uh, is a show called Queer Eye. Queer Eye. Uh, now, many of you that were around in the, I, I want to say the 90s, um, maybe Chris will remember he's on our live feed right now. I, I believe it was the 90s, but it could have been like early 2000s. Uh, they had a little show called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And it was all about, uh, they, they had a group of guys uh, that happened to be gay men go in and, and basically make over a straight guy. You know, I, they were all straight, I guess, at that time. Now, they revamped the show. And now it is, I'm not sure which network it's on. Someone's going to email me and, and let me know. Uh, but my wife watches it on like Netflix or Hulu. One of those it might even be a Netflix or Hulu show, exclu you know, uh, an original on one of those platforms. She watches it. So occasionally I sit down and watch it with her. I was never into that, that Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um, not because it had some gay guys on it, but simply, like I don't watch any, I don't watch makeover shows. <laughs> like I'm just, I've never been into makeover shows. Um, however, this one I found to be really interesting. I watched a few of these. Most of them take place in, in near Atlanta in Georgia. Uh, so, you know, down in the South, um, and nothing against the South. Uh, but there's a lot of people there that tend to see things differently from a lot of people here in Southern California. That, that is a fact, you know, and nothing against them. I'm not saying everyone does. And there's plenty of people here that think similarly to, to plenty of people in Georgia and vice versa. You know, I'm not saying that. However, you know that there's a little more of that going on down there. You know, you know, a little, a little more hate, a little less understanding, I guess you could say. And they're not going into these situations where people absolutely hate them. But the thing that I found interesting about it, and that I found myself enjoying about it, uh, was was the characters are interesting. You know, the guys that do the makeover and stuff, they're interesting. But on top of that, what they're doing is like they go into they for one episode they went into like a firehouse. And they redid the firehouse, and they helped make over a guy that works at the firehouse. And it was interesting watching their interactions with all of these firefighters. And I want to say half of the time when I've caught the end of episodes here, it'll be the guy sitting there talking and be like, you know, I was a little wary about these, these gay guys coming in to, to here and, and helping me out. But then I realized. And there was even one episode where a guy said, they're not any different from me. And it was like, bing! Like, that part of the show, I think, is another thing that we need in this country right now, is understanding. They're not, a, no one, we're not all that different. We're not. And I think it just comes down to that understanding. Uh, so so the, the guy's a queer eye doing God's work. God's work. I throw the term around, God's work. Now they're doing, they're doing fantastic work. Um, and I, 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 I you know, if, if you're not into makeover, like, it, it's funny. I, you know, like I said, I watch it kind of with my wife. I kind of half watch it. Um, I do enjoy kind of the transformation and, and seeing these guys who, I don't even want to call them closed-minded, but who were maybe a little closed-minded, you know, a little bit, uh, open their minds a little. That's what I enjoy about it. So check it out if you're interested. All right, let's move on to a little sports. Sports, 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 sports. I do have one thing today. It literally just happened like two hours before the show started. Uh, I do want to give a rest in peace to Tom Benson. Tom Benson, if you're not familiar with Tom Benson, he was, up until today, uh, the owner of the New Orleans Saints as well as the New Orleans Pelicans. And wall fans out there are saying, are you talking about another rich white football team owner? Yeah, rich white football team owner. The reason I bring him up and the reason we do mourn him a little bit is because he was a true pillar of his community. Tom Benson, true pillar of his community. He was a native of New Orleans, native of New Orleans, bought the New Orleans Saints back in the 80s when everyone thought they were going to move. 
And he kept them there, and he kept building on that. And then, in fact, you remember that thing a few years ago? Hurricane Katrina, almost 10 years ago now? Well, maybe even 10 years ago. He kept the team there, and he got the community to rally, not him himself individually, but that team got the community to rally around a team, to rally around that football team. And it brought hope to the city of New Orleans. It really did. And they won a Super Bowl after Hurricane Katrina, and they continued to rebuild. So Tom Benson, not just a professional sports team owner, but a pillar of his community. And we need more people like him, especially in those roles of ownership. A rich white male who's doing good for his community. I'm not saying all there, there's plenty of rich white males that do that. I just We joke about the NFL where there's not, not a lot of these owners. You know, They're not doing a lot of that, but Tom Benson was one of those guys that did it. And on top of that, uh, at the time of his death, the, he left both teams, the football team and the basketball team, to his wife. Uh, so now, as of today, because this was already pre-approved by both leagues, if you're not familiar with it, which understandably so, all the other owners have to approve a new owner coming into any any professional sports league, at least in this country. I, I imagine the same thing around the world with the, the soccer clubs and everything else. I imagine it is. Uh, already pre-approved by both leagues. So we now officially, as of today, unfortunately, Tom Benson has passed away. He was 90, um, so he lived a good full life. Um, you know, Unfortunately, he did pass away, but it did give us, uh, as of today, a new female owner of an NFL team as well as an NBA team, which I think is great. I'm, I'm not happy that Tom Benson passed away, obviously, but I think it's great to get some females in there. Um, all right. It's also March Madness. I'm not into March Madness this year. I'm really not paying attention. I did get one thing I want to bring up today in honor of my grandmother. Uh, Loyola Chicago, not a big basketball school, pulled the upset of the day today in the NCAA tournament. And I would like to think that my grandmother was looking down on that and smiling, especially since Loyola was the college that she told me for four years I needed to go to. Um, of course, just an excuse to get another, get one of her grandsons back in the Chicago area and nearby her. Uh, but I right away when I saw Loyola pulled the upset, I thought about my grandmother. Um, and I know she was looking down on that and smiling. But the rest of the tournament, I'm not going to be watching. I'm just not that interested. Baseball starts in two weeks. Hockey's going. Bruins are killing it. Just That's my, that's my sports world right now, personally. Uh, all right, let's move on to some tech. Actually, we're getting a little shorter. Oh, man. All this just ranting and uh, voice going. Too much going on. We're getting a little short on time here. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breeze through some of this tech stuff. All right, uh, just an FYI to all you wall fans out there. I always talk about wearables, and I, personally, I love my Android watch. It's very superfluous, but I do love it. comes in handy. Um, but just an FYI to all of you, there is a company uh, that has put out a, a smartwatch. It's called AmazeFit BIP. It's a smartwatch, Amazfit BIP. You can find it on Amazon. I don't. It's not Amazon that makes it. Amazfit BIP, they do have it on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it other places as well. It is a $92 smartwatch. $92, which is pretty cheap for a smartwatch. Uh, I think that Apple watches cost $5,000. I don't think they actually cost $5,000. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did, and people would probably pay that $5,000 for an Apple watch. $92 uh, for a smartwatch, and it has a 45-day battery life. So check them out. I'm not personally I'm not going out to get one. It works on both Android and iOS. So if you have an iPhone, you can use it. If you have an Android phone, you can use it. Uh, personally, I won't be going out and getting one. I, I love my Android watch. However, I would recommend this to someone that, that's kind of like interested in the wearable, you know, sector and wants to try one out. This is kind of the cheaper way to go. Um, and, and it's gonna be a slightly different OS, but that can kind of 
get your feet wet when it comes to the wearables and the smartwatches and everything else. So check them out if you're interested. Speaking of Android Wear, Google is hasn't an officially announced, but it looks like there's going to be a little bit of a rebrand on Android Wear, if you're familiar with it. Uh, that That's Android's smartwatch technology. Uh, they call it Android Wear. It's been called Android Wear since it first came out. Uh, and they're looking at most likely a rebrand to no longer be called Android Wear, but just Wear OS. So we're looking at that update probably coming down the pipes. And it's interesting because they did this recently. They changed Android Pay to Google Pay. And I think because things can be used across different devices, uh, like for example, you can actually use Android Wear can be used on an iPhone. So they're switching to Wear OS. So look for that coming down the pipe here in the next couple months. Uh, a little announcement from Nest just today, I believe. Might have been yesterday. Just either yesterday or today. They announced a new little gadget they have to go along with all of their Nest home products. And it is the Nest Temperature Sensor. Nest Temperature Sensor. And you might go, why do you need a temperature sensor? This one, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God. And I said to my wife, I was like, we're getting some of these when they come out. Uh, you can pre-order them now. They're coming out in April. You'll be able to uh, like purchase them out right in April. And you know, if you don't like doing the pre-order thing, I rarely do the pre-order thing myself. Um, so the reason I, I was just, I don't want to say amazed, but I was like, that makes perfect sense. Uh, if, if you have central air or central heat or both, like, like I, like my wife and I do in our house, there's like one sensor for that. And in our house, the sensor's in the hallway, like one side of the house in the hallway, and especially because I have a daughter who goes take naps and you know goes take naps and, and sleeps in her room, and I'm always trying to you know make sure the temperature is at the right spot. So instead of just having one sensor, you can put a couple sensors around your house. Use it in conjunction with your Smart Nest thermostat, uh, and the price point is going to be like thirty nine dollars, and they're going to have a three pack for like ninety nine dollars. So it's definitely not a high price point considering the usefulness of the the uh, the temperature sensors. So. Look out for those. They'll be coming. I will, uh, I, my wife and I, I'm sure we'll be purchasing, if, if nothing else, just one to go in my daughter's room. So I know, like, okay, read the temperature there. Like, that's the most important part of the house. I can, I'll be, I can be sweating in the other room as long as my daughter is comfortable. That's, that's how it works. Um, all right. Little announcement came out from Google. Google uh, has announced that they will no longer allow any kind of advertising from cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and, and that mana, mana, whatever it is, like there's a whole bunch of cryptocurrencies. Uh, so they're, they're banning all of that advertising on all of their platforms, um, which apparently at the beginning of the year, so a couple months ago, uh, uh, Facebook did the exact same thing. Uh, they, they actually um, banned all of any kind of cryptocurrency uh, from from advertising on Facebook. And I think this is because people are still skeptical of, of what's going on, you know, with cryptocurrency and not having a full understanding of it, you know, so it makes perfect sense. And to just not be bombarding people with, you know, cryptocurrency advertising, especially when, when really, like, I'm pretty sure if you ask those companies directly, like they probably don't even fully understand it. They probably don't even fully understand it. So not going to see any more cryptocurrency advertising on Google platforms, sites, any of that good stuff. Um, all right, let's get into some common sense. This one, I've just, I've been, oh, I found this one and I've been wanting to share it with all of you considering, you know, how much beer drinking and talking we do on the podcast. Uh, so craftbeer.com, which is the Independent Brewers Association, we've talked about them. They make that official little like tag that goes on the bottles for, for any independent brewers to, to be officially recognized as such, you know. Um, they put out a list of their top 50 craft breweries in the U.S. 
And I want to talk about this. I'm not going to go through all 50 of them. We'll post this one so that you can see them. Uh, but certain things that kind of got me going, eh, I'm not sure, uh, would be number two on their list is Boston Beer Company. It's like, you know, respect to them. I wouldn't call them the second best craft brewery in the country. I mean, they're borderline craft craft brewing. You know, they did start that way, but I'd still call them borderline a craft brewer. They're such a big, big outfit. You know, they, they know what they're doing. They're cranking them out. Uh, but the interesting thing, the one that I did like, number eight, number eight on the list of the top 50 craft breweries in the U.S., San Diego's very own Stone Brewing. That's right. Stone Brewing Company out of Escondido, California is number eight. Per well, number eight in your craft brewery rankings, number one in your heart, Stone Brewing Company out of San Diego, California. I was happy to see that. Uh, and just to give you a couple of other interesting ones uh, that that we've talked about on the on the podcast, uh, and that would be North Coast Brewing, number forty-eight, as well as Lost Coast Brewing, Lost Coast Brewery, number forty-seven. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and post this one. I found it really interesting. Carl Strauss is also on here again. It's like I get it, Carl Strauss Craft Brewing, but it's like okay, there's there's such a big like I want to see the small guys, you know, small small. Small guys, and of course, I'm gonna get some emails after this. Stone is huge. They've got stuff in Germany. You're like, shut, shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I just love me some Stone. I'm a little biased. Stone, San Diego, Stone. Cut my, cut my beer drinking teeth on the Stone. For those of you who don't know that expression, I didn't actually cut any teeth, <laughs> and Stone is beer. <laughs> All right, moving along. Oh, aluminum, aluminum. Oh, I bring this up. So. The Orange Menace announced recently some tariffs. Tariffs. If you don't know what a tariff is, this is essentially a tax uh, on goods that are imported to the country. A tariff on steel and aluminum. Steel and aluminum. You might say aluminum. Oh, what a, you know. Well, think about this, wall fans. And especially now that cans have become so much bigger for craft breweries. Cans. They're made of aluminum. These brewing companies, these beer companies, they get their aluminum. And a lot of it does come from outside the country. I took some time to look into this because I was curious. So I actually did a little bit of research. Let me fill you in on this. Uh, so the tariffs, if they, if, and granted, since this article came out, there have been some exceptions with Canada and Mexico and everything else. So these numbers might not be completely accurate if beer companies are getting their aluminum from Canada or Mexico at this point. However, based on that 10% tariff, that tariff could easily cost the beer industry in this country, the entire industry, not an individual brewer, but the entire industry, all the craft breweries and all the big boys like Coors and Miller and stuff, all of them. I can't remember the name of the over overarching companies on those ABC, whatever it is. Uh, InBev is one of them, including all of those. They'd be looking. You'd be looking. All of them would be looking at a two hundred and fifty six point three million dollar increase in cost. $256.3 million increase in cost because it would cost them more to get the aluminum. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, and this is what got me. This is what got me because they interviewed a couple different brewers, uh, one of them being uh, a brewer from Oscar Blues. It was a, it's a small craft brewery, and they interviewed a couple others. And all of them had said that they actually try their best to get as much aluminum from the United States as they can. And essentially what happens is they buy up all of the aluminum 
that they can in the United States. And then that's still not enough to make all of their cans. So then they have to go outside of the U.S. and import that aluminum simply because there's not even enough aluminum in the country to support what they need. And that's just breweries. That's just breweries. It's not car companies or anything else. So think about that, wall fans. The Orange Men is throwing these tariffs around. It's all got to be American-made. And but it's not. It's not. A lot of it is being imported because there isn't enough supply here. That's what got me the most out of it. The cost is one thing, but it's literally there's just not enough. It's like that's a simple fact. Not enough. They're all doing the best they can, but it's not enough. Oh, all right. Let's move along. Uh, this one I appreciate. This one I really, really, really appreciate. And I just found this. And you were talking to a, uh, a former smoker and still occasional smoker and smoker of one of those stupid e-cigs because I just, I, you know, still addicted to the nicotine. Uh, but the FDA came out today and said they're going to continue with their plan to slash nicotine in cigarettes. Now, they haven't gotten into details, but the thing is, apparently, with the FDA, these, these tobacco companies are allowed to put as much nicotine as they want into their cigarettes, as much nicotine as they want. There's no limit on that nicotine. And so the FDA is trying to cut back on that and limit the amount of nicotine. And this is coming from, again, a former smoker, a still occasional smoker, and still and smoker of one of those stupid e-cigs. I think this is fantastic. I think we should cut back on the nicotine. Cut back. You know, and even if, it, you know, maybe do it gradually and get people used to that. That's the best way for people to quit is to cut back on the nicotine and then gradually wean yourself off of that addiction. So good on you, FDA. I am happy to see this and I hope it goes through. And I know there's going to be a lot of people pissed off out there. Uh, but again, former smoker myself, been there, know how difficult it is to quit. And I think this is a fantastic idea. And I hope they continue moving forward with that. And I don't care what the tobacco companies think. They're just going to continue making stupid little e-cigs like they do. And like, you know, so I was talking with someone the other day and I was like, Marlboro, you know, they're just like, they're fine. You know? Yeah. Everyone, everyone got on cigarettes and then they came out with e-cigs and like now Marlboro, you know, they're just going to have the next thing. They'll be fine. Tobacco companies will be just fine. They don't need to pump as much nicotine as they are into those cigarettes. Um, all right. I got two more. I want to talk for a second, and then I have a little bit of a story with some news that came out this week. Uh, another thing has been floating around, and it always is. It's been floating around a lot lately, and uh, it's that fucking David Wolf. I can't stand. He puts out all these stupid little ignorant memes, and then everyone shares them, and it's so stupid. What pisses me off, and this always happens, is there's all these memes floating around. You always see them when you're scrolling through Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and it's like, the best cure for depression is, you know, taking a walk, going outside, cure your anxiety and depression. In fact, I saw one today. Let me get into this. Uh, and it said, I quote, stress, anxiety, and depression are caused when we are living to please others. Well, wall fans. Yeah. Yeah. That can trigger anxiety and depression. Or maybe if you don't have mental health issues or mental illness, then yes, maybe you are getting anxiety because you're trying to please other people. However, if you're smart, you know that it's not black and white like that. It doesn't boil down to just remove these people from your life. Go on a walk. Take a bath. Relax in the bath. <clears throat> well, wall fans, for those of us that deal with mental illness on a daily basis and have 
for a lot of our lives. And there's many, many, many of you out there. It's not that simple. It's not just turning something off. Let me share a little personal example with you. My wife can give you more details on the story. My honeymoon in Hawaii. Probably the most relaxing place in this country. Honeymoon in Hawaii. I get triggered from seeing a show. Something happened. I'm not going to get into details. Sat with me for like two days out of that trip. Here I'm depressed in Hawaii. Nothing to do but sit on a beach, drink a pina colada, go on a water slide. Honeymoon. Most relaxing place. Can't just turn it off, ball fans. Can't just turn it off. All right, one more thing, and then we're, we're done. Done for the week. Oh, this one was super disappointing to me, and we all kind of knew it was going to happen, and I was waiting that there was going to be like a last-minute reprieve. But I think just this week, it was officially announced that Toys R Us is closing all of their stores. All of their stores. And really, if you're my age, even a little younger or old, a little older, Toys R Us most likely had at least a little part in your childhood. That was the toy store, you know, the toy store that you went to. You go in there and, you know, maybe you had a good report card or you just, you know, you graduated kindergarten. Do they call it graduate? I don't know. Finished kindergarten, you know, or you went to get a birthday gift for, you know, your mom said, oh, you can pick out a birthday gift. You went to Toys R Us. Well, they're closing all of them, which is sad, really, just for an entire generation of kids. And then it's sad for me because I love my daughter is only 16 months old. 16 months old, not even two. I love taking her to Toys R Us and letting her look at the toys, you know, maybe pick out a couple toys. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do, and I will no longer be able to do that. And yeah, Target has a toy aisle, like two toy aisles. It ain't Toys R Us. Walmart, I don't go to Walmart. They got a toy aisle. Kohl's has a little toys. No, not the same. Uh, and one thing I do want to bring up is I, I, I was reading an article that was talking, you know, and there's all this, like Amazon put them out of business and all this and online ordering, whatever else, Target and Walmart. Maybe, you know, they had a hand in it. Not, not that it's their fault, you know, it's business. I get it. But I read this article and it was talking about how Toys R Us just wasn't a destination. It was very cold and warehouse-like. Well, I bring that up because let me tell you about a brand new two days into being a dad. Brand new dad, Sean O'Rourke. When my daughter came early, three and a half weeks early, and we weren't even fully prepared for my daughter to be here. Not even fully prepared to have a baby in our house. Well, of course, we get back from the hospital, don't have everything we need. And I need to leave my wife at home with our baby. Newborn baby. She gives me a list and says, go to Babies R Us and get these things. Here's brand new dad, Sean O'Rourke, two days into being a dad. I go into Babies R Us. I'm no sleep, super tired, you know, maybe spent one night out of the hospital so far. And I'm walking around just aimlessly. And I'm just stressed. And I'm probably talking to myself like, oh, my God, I can't. Oh, my God, I can't find anything. And this guy sees me, this guy that works there and the, uh, at a uh, combo Toys R Us, Babies R Us. So a bunch of baby stuff, you know. And he sees me. It's kind of, you know, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, my, my, my daughter came early and we didn't have everything we needed. And, and my wife gave me this list and I don't, I don't understand what any of this is. And, and I, I don't, I'm, I know I'm looking in the wrong places and everything else. He goes, nope, it's okay. And he takes the list from me and he walks me around babies are us. 
picking out like 10 different things. Walks me around. Babies are us. Like 10 different items that I needed to bring back to my wife and newborn daughter. And I remember leaving that, that day and being like, that's amazing. I would have never gotten that at Walmart or Target. Never. Never. Walked me around and made sure I had all of the things that my wife put on a list for me to get. All of it. And I walked out of there much less stressed. So to me, no, not a cold warehouse space. To me, a fantastic place to take my daughter so she can look at toys. You know, try out some toys. Where I can go and as a new dad I was able to get that help. Not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Not knowing. So I'm going to miss Toys R Us and Babies R Us. And I hope all of you will too, Wall fans. I'm disappointed I won't be able to take my daughter there anymore. We'll be able to take, you know, five-year-old Zofia there and 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 <laughs> try out this bike. And it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Uh, but we will move on. We will persist, Wall fans. And uh, and I'm sure there will be some new toy stores popping up. Or, or we just start ordering everything in our entire life. It just comes from Amazon. You don't get to try out a damn thing or try on a damn thing. It's all just coming in the mail. Uh, can you tell? I'm tired. My voice is gone, Wall fans. And that's going to be it for us this week uh, on Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Uh, I apologize again for my voice. For those of you that were watching on the live feed, it did cut out again at some point. Stick around. We'll get on there in a sec. Uh, but I apologize to all of you out there listening. My voice, not all there. Uh, should be back next week. I I can't imagine I'll have another week of, of losing my voice like this. I'm going on like five days already and just getting over this cold. So next week should be back to full strength for episode 50. It's a banner episode. Episode 50 of Go Tell It's a Wall podcast next week. So as always, Wall fans, common sensors, social media world, podcast listeners, thank you for joining. I appreciate and love all of you for doing that. That's what we're here for, talking to a wall, but really to entertain the masses and you would be the masses. So thank you. Don't forget, follow or like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to wall. Also follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic muppet. Uh, on YouTube, search go tell to wall podcast, go tell to the wall. Don't need the podcast on there. Just search go tell to the wall. Find our channel. Please, 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 for the love of God, subscribe. That's the thing. People don't like to actually subscribe. They just watch the videos. Subscribe. It helps us get a little more money. Helps keep the podcast running. Do those things. And, of course, most importantly is head on over to SeanOrourkeLive.com. Take you to all of those things I just mentioned, as well as Patreon and some other additional exclusive stuff that you'll find on our website. So that's it for me, wall fans, common sensors, and social media world podcast listeners. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This has been episode 49 of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. And remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you're doing it, no matter where you go, always, always use common sense.